Past six o'clock. Are you ready to go? Ready as I'm gonna be. Hmm? We're ready as we're gonna be. Okay. So, let's get this meeting started. Um, Community Review Board for January 12th, 2023. We'll make a roll call. Uh, step, uh, Board Member Littleton, please raise your, raise your hand if you can hear me and everything's good. I'm present. Present, Hello. thank you. Emily Turner, are you present? Thank you. Board Member uh, Bickford? Present. Board Member James Minor, I am present as well. Moving on to the minutes, has uh, Mr. everyone Mr. had Chairman, an opportunity? Um, let me read the statement first about the hybrid meeting. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you, Chair Minor. Good evening. I have just a few housekeeping items for the Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting unless you are speaking. The chat function for this meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to our moderator. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating in the meeting, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat to our moderator. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And I'll turn the meeting back over to Chair James Minor. All right, thank you. Has everyone reviewed the minutes for uh, November and October? Yes. Board Member Turner? I can't hear you. Yes, sorry, apologize. Board Member Bickford? Yes. Uh, would anyone like to make a motion to approve the minutes? This Board Member Littleton, I would have to abstain on October since I was not present. Okay. Make a motion to approve the minutes. Speak up. I make a motion to approve the minutes. A uh, motion was made to approve the minutes by uh, Board Member Bickford. Would anyone else like to second that motion? I would like to second that motion then. Uh, are there any changes or amendments to the uh, meeting minutes for October and November? I mean October and, and uh, yes, November. Are there any changes or amendments to the October or November minutes? Uh, board Member Littleton? This Board Member Littleton, um, I'm not sure if we want to address this here because um, I'm not wanting to make any changes, but I do want to, would like to ask for a follow-up from the uh, November meeting minutes in which I believe it was Sanjay and Jordan had discussed about the CPRB email address. I think that was left, um, I don't think that we actually came to a resolution on that. Are there any other changes or uh, amendments to the uh, meetings, uh, the minutes in October and November? All board member Littleton? I apologize, this board member Littleton. I would like to ask if it's, if this is okay. I would like to see added to the minutes as far as where it states who's present or absent, any 
Lawrence Police Department representatives have them added as well so we know who is at each meeting. Okay. Are you, um, Stephanie, are you talking about like who's in the audience? Correct, such as yourself and or Sergeant Casey Cooper or anybody else from the okay. police department. Okay. Yes. Would uh, all those that are for the uh, changes to the minutes and uh, amendments say aye or nay? Board Member Littleton? Aye. Board Member Turner? You said aye or nay for changes? Yes. Nay. Board Member Bickford? A point of order. We're asking to change these to yeah, do we accept, the yeah. police mm -hmm. presence yes. before we approve them. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think what you're doing is voting to approve them. What Stephanie yes. said is in the future she'd like us to add yes. uh, that to the minutes. Mm -hmm. okay, so so not, not a current change. No, not a change. No. Yeah. You agree? So we're just approving them as is. As is. Okay. Uh, um, do you, can you check with uh, Emily and make sure she understood that? I don't think she understood that. Uh, Board Member Turner, do you understand that we're approving the minutes as is uh, for November and October? Uh, right, correct. So I, I might have said it wrong. So okay. I, I'm, I'm fine with how it is. Okay. Okay. This is Board Member Minor, and I approve the minutes as is. Uh, would anyone like uh, to make a public comment at this time? Mr. Please state your name. I'd like to ask for an executive session discussing that personnel matter and extreme complaints with the chief of police. Don't look to the chief, please. You need to run this meeting, sir. You need to run this meeting. Mr. Chairman, it's not permitted. Yeah, it's not. This board can take an executive session at any point they, they vote it's to choose. And I think Ms. Bickford knows this. I think the other board members knows this. And I'm asking this board to go into executive session to discuss a personnel matter. And it's under the personnel matter exclusions. Uh, executive sessions are only for the governing body. And they have to be coordinated in conjunction with the attorney's office. They don't have to be coordinated. Office. They are only for the governing body. Yes. And I yes. hope this isn't taking up my public comment time because I'm asking for an executive session. But he has no say so in whether you take an executive session or not. I executive session is not granted at this time. Okay, thank you. Then I'll go ahead and make my public comment. Thank you. You have three minutes. Uh, you have three minutes. Yeah, I have three minutes. Um, Mr. Meyer, you might want to read the public comment. I want to make um, sure that uh, Rich doesn't. Disclosure. Rich doesn't get to interrupt me, and I want to make sure that. Dave focuses in here on those pictures so that everybody can see them. Mr. Ravi, uh, let me read the public comment statement so we're sure. all clear and Thank you. everything is all good on how we proceed. It's your meeting, sir. Okay. The public is allowed to speak at public comment after first being recognized by the chair, except that any complaints or com comments regarding individually identifiable officers are not allowed. Rather, any such comments or complaints may be provided by the, to the board in writing, and the board will forward such comment or complaint to the appropriate person within the Lawrence Police Department. The board may establish reasonable limitations 
on the allowable length of public comment. Please limit your comment to three minutes or less. As a courtesy of respect and safety to all participants, outbursts, interruptions, antagonism, obscenities, and physical threats will not be tolerated. As a general practice, the board will not discuss or debate these items, nor will it make decisions on items presented during this time. You may proceed, Mr. Okay, just so the other board members are aware, I handed a couple handouts to the two board members that are here right now, and it is unfortunate that we're again outnumbered by police in this meeting. But I handed a couple handouts to them, and Mr. Lockhart decided to demand a copy from me. And when I told him I wouldn't give him one, he decided to instruct your board members that they were not allowed to review anything that I gave them without giving him a copy. This is what we're talking about when we talk about the control that the police are assuming over this board. And you have a lot of nuts, Rich. I gotta hand it to you because you're not even blatant about it. You're absurd about it. You need to direct your comments to the board now. You, you need to not speak during my public minutes. And talk to the board, not me. Don't speak anymore during my public minutes. Don't talk to me. Mr. You wanna instruct him to not speak during my public time? Mr. Ravi, it has been stated that you do not point out particular uh, I asked for an executive session sir and you wouldn't give it this is what it looks like when a man is fully restrained in a wrap I don't know if you know what the wrap is but you should ask the police to show you how that device is used this is what a man looks like when he's fully restrained and he's having some kind of a pressure point applied to him these are the marks and you need to ask Dave to focus in on these pictures so the public can see them. The public need to see these, Dave. Ask him to focus in on those pictures because the public needs to see them. They'll be in my video, but you're going to refuse to show the public. Our public needs to see what happens when a pressure point is misapplied and causes injuries to the person that shouldn't have even been arrested. He called the police coward-ass bitches, and they were so upset about that, they charged him with disorderly conduct over words. Over words. Words that are First Amendment protected. But these are the injuries. Has Dave focused in on this yet? Is, is he even going to show the public the pictures that are up here? He's not going to do it, is he? This is the bias in this city. You can't show the public. Here, Dave, I'll help you. These are the injuries. Where is that? There it is, Dave. These are the injuries that a man gets. Quit. Where the fuck is the camera? Here it is. These are the injuries, Dave. You gonna show it? There you go. We show see it. it. We see it. These are the injuries that a guy gets from a pressure point in this town. When a cop comes in after a scene's been going for 53 minutes and he loses his cool in less than nine and does that to somebody. That's your cops. Your cops and your cops. That's how they act. You have less than 30 seconds. You have all the reports here. They lied in the reports. They didn't include the violence in the report. And then they filed I'm, an affidavit with the police. Did I'm, you, were you about to say something? It's time. I'm, I'm gonna leave these up here for y'all to consider. Are there any other individuals that would like to make public comment? It's like Stephen Watts, Britt. Is it is, uh, Mr. Watts? You have the stage. Thank you, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I don't think my video is working today, but that's all right. Uh, you know, in dovetailing with this this last discussion that was going on, if you can call it a discussion with respect to excessive force, are, is the issue of the uh, data that I sent in, and hopefully you reviewed it, and that is sleep deprivation amongst the police. Uh, I don't understand why it's the questions just can't be simply answered with respect to what I asked. Is the guy who shot that man 17 times or unloaded his gun 17 times, was he sleep deprived? How many hours had he been on the job? I think it's a fair question during these excessive force matters to ask. How many hours have this guy on the job during the course? Is he sleep impaired? What's wrong with asking that question? And I don't understand why it can't get answered. Seriously. I mean, if this is supposed to be a dialogue back and forth, or is it just a dog and pony show? Uh, I don't know. But hopefully you read the data that I asked the questions in relation to we need to have some standards with respect to hours and how many hours police can work in order to walk the streets of Lawrence, particularly if they're going to behave like this, sticking their thumbs on people's neck because they went to some G.I. Joe training and want to practice on somebody. It's not funny. Okay, that's what I have to say on that for right now. It's extemporaneous. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Watts. Moving on to general public comment, uh, Mr. Watts, you had two. I'm going to acknowledge them, Chief. Uh, you go, you have two uh, comments in there, uh, January 20, uh, 23rd, and it looks like you might have touched on uh, the police overtime. Do you have any more information you want to sh uh, share on that, uh, on those two issues you have cited? You know, Mr. Miner, I appreciate your effort here because the my, my phone, yeah, because. Originally, I thought that you were asking for comment on the, the minute taking or, you know, the, the issues. And then you were going to move on to this public sector. So I appreciate the distinction. You know, uh, thank you. At the same time, I got to say, hey, applause to Ms. Ms. Littleton asking some hard questions. Yeah, who owns this board? Does the police department own this board as represented by the goddamn email address, which is a city email address as opposed to... My boys in blue, it's a fair question, and thank you for bringing it up, because I would have just let it slide like I let all of the other issues slide that I bring up. All I do is ask questions. I own that. I'm a pee in a pot. I mean, a little guy out here asking stuff. I guess I'm the only one in Lawrence, Kansas, aside from Lawrence Accountability, that gives a rat's rear end about this stuff. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. And, you know, I'm starting to realize more and more. If the public want the police running around beating the shit out of people, okay. You know, they don't need to act like pricks. Mm -mm, never. Okay. I use some French. All right. And then also bringing up Ms. Littleton, thank you. The number of police in the audience. I can't see uh, from the Zoom meeting. How many cops are in that room, please? Three. Three. Okay, well, this is going into, the, into uh, what you guys are going to talk about here in a minute. So thank you, Mr. Miner. Sir, do you realize you just engaged public comment? I just want Mr. Ravi, you've been warned. Do not speak out of turn. Do not speak out of turn. You've been warned. Uh, moving on, do you, have, do you have a public comment in regards to uh, 
the uh, Watts public comments. Are you going to give me another three minutes? Yes, I am. Is that how that works? Yes, I am. Well, that's freaking awesome, man. Rich has given them so much overtime that they're just tore up on the street, I guess. That's what Stephen's uncovering for you. I think this is absurd the way this meeting is running. I mean, I gotta be honest with you, and I, I mean no disrespect because you haven't disrespected me during this meeting, but this is not the way the meeting's supposed to work. And just so that I can put it on the record, now we have four cops here and two CPRB members. But this isn't the way this is supposed to work. We're supposed to have three minutes each, you're not supposed to engage, and it's supposed to be over with. But we can't, I mean, so really, we need to get this meeting to run in the way it's supposed to run, and we need to not let them have control of it, and we need to have you guys understand what your responsibilities are, not only to them, to the city, but to us, the citizens. We have rights that are being trampled on every day, and you guys continue to talk and run meetings that, I don't even know what's going on. You have time. Thank you, sir. Moving on to uh, updates from the following, from the subgroups and subcommittees. Uh, start with the Community Engagement Committee. Uh, I've reached out to uh, a couple of groups. Uh, I won't mention their names because they have not uh, totally, uh, well, we have one that has agreed to hear from the uh, police chief and in a normal presentation so that's a good thing I, re I reached out to another group and uh, they said that they would let me know and I think the positive thing here is that uh, we get an opportunity for the board as well as the police department to reach out to those groups and let them know their feelings on status and answer any questions that they may have uh, regarding police activity and things that we and opportunities that we should improve. Uh, one of the things there is that um, we d we have heard in various meetings where there's questions of uh, uh, different activities, so we want to hear from other folks on uh, what their feelings are on that. And that's all I have on the engagement committee, because right now that is just me. Um, moving on to the CPRB work group, Mr. Um, Morris? Yes. Uh, good evening, my name is Jonathan Morris, and I have been uh, hired by the city manager's office to provide professional facilitation services in support of the city commission's charter uh, through the form of the community police oversight work group. And so I'm here to give just a quick update and preview the work that we'll be doing with the 12 members of the work group that will be convening very shortly. Um, so just for a little bit of context, so the, um, CPRB has identified over the past uh, year the need to clarify the police review board uh, complaint process. And um, so the city put out an RFP to identify facilitator uh, services needed to work with 12 members identified to serve as a work group that will meet for approximately three months and with three distinct purposes. One is to review the complaint review process as it currently is. It, does it work? Is it well understood? 
Is it accessible? Does it accomplish what, it's, what we need it to accomplish? The second task that's been identified for the work group is to review the structure of the CPRB itself to clarify the oversight authority or review authorities established within the review board and to provide whatever supports to make it a more effective um, entity. I would just also add that the city is looking at all boards and committees to look at optimal ways of, of functioning and restructuring those. Uh, this is a effort that is distinct from that, but certainly would be informed by that work as well. Um, the third function is looking at um, the need for support in general um, related to the review board and making sure that whatever work is done here is productive and instills trust in the community and the community's trust in all efforts related to the police department. So to further that end, the, the um, members of the work group are eight members of the community and four members of the police department. This was determined by the CPRB and then approved by the city commission. And so the work that we've been convened to do and, and um, Jonathan Morris Consulting is contracted with the city manager's office. So we're working directly with the city manager to do this work. Um, I have two independent facilitators who also do professional work that I've worked with for 10 years now who um, have expertise in local government and the three of us have begun to interview the members of the work group and will be facilitating a series of sessions with these 12 members of the work group. Um, in those interviews we have been asking to get clarification on what's their interest in serving what is their perspective as a community member on the effectiveness of the CPRB, their perceptions of the complaint review process, and then specifically the context for which the police department and community relations inform the work that we do. And so as facilitators, our role is to reflect back what we learned from that process and we will have a first meeting of the work group here uh, in about three weeks. And at that point, we'll share what are the uh, perceived strengths, weaknesses of the process itself. Where does it work? Where is it breaking down? We'll have a report out on themes that we hear, insights gained, and then the services that we'll be providing are to facilitate a series of engagements. And so those will not be this typical kind of um, board meeting like this. These are facilitated engagements. They're structured differently. They're facilitated. We will have active dialogue throughout. So in anticipation of each meeting, there will be an agenda. These are public meetings. There will be an agenda produced. There will be a clear set of tasks to cover um, during that meeting. We will have discussion time. And all of those ideas and inputs will be documented throughout that work and then reflected back to the group in the form of the next stage. So these are iterative processes. It's work that builds on itself. So um, before the next engagement of the work group, they will be 
presented with a summation of the work from the prior group and then presented with a new set of discussion questions to further that work. This group has a beginning and it has an end. At the end of that work, the work group will be producing a set of recommendations to the CPRB and ultimately to the City Commission on what improvements need to be made to first and foremost the complaint review process. So they will weigh in on a number of items that will be um, identified through this group of community members and the uh, four members of the police department that also serve on the work group. Um, they will be, <clears throat> our role as facilitators is distinct from that of consultants. So when the city needs expertise in a particular area and engages a consultant to come in, do a set of interviews, write up a report, and then make a set of recommendations, that's a consulting engagement that's distinct from a facilitation engagement. So the work product from this effort of the work group will be from the 12 members of the work group, the eight community members and the four police officers. So the work that I, that I do and my team is to facilitate their efforts going forward. Facilitation includes the planning and structure of those conversations. It includes asking provocative and difficult questions of everyone from the community related to their work. And it involves provocative and difficult questions that help further the efforts addressed to the police department. And so ultimately, that effort of the 12 members of the work group will be to produce a set of recommendations that will ultimately seek to improve the complaint review process as it currently is established, make recommendations for changes and enhancements relative to that, as well as recommendations on the structure, operation, needed support to enable the Community Police Review Board itself to be as effective as possible. And the additional component then is that the CPRB previously drafted an, an ordinance, a draft ordinance to for consideration by the City Commission. And so the work group will also review that, provide feedback and a set of recommendations relative to that um, that proposed revision to the ordinance. Ultimately, that work will be presented back to the CPRB, so um, the CPRB can weigh in on that. And then, um, as I understand it, the City Commission, then um, there will be a presentation to the City Commission as well. So part of the work that I will be doing with my team is to facilitate those sets of discussions among the work group to make sure that they're getting the resources that they need to be a sounding board for what the community is saying about the board and the complaint review process to reflect that back to the group for communication and clarification. And then also to be working with those members of the police department who serve on the work group to pose questions to them for clarification on the review process and reflect that back as well. So ultimately at the end of that process, the work group will have a set of recommendations to present 
for the board and the city commission to take action on. And along the way, whatever needs they have to further that work is exactly what we're here for. And so we live in the middle of that work. We help design it. We provide feedback and make adjustments accordingly. Um, I just want to say a little bit about the, the background and the skill sets that we bring to this and uh, to inform that work. And then I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have about this. And I want to say a little bit about the updates for our um, work group members themselves. Please continue. So collectively, um, we have more than 25 years of professional facilitation experience. Um, I also am a resident of Lawrence. I've lived here approximately 21 years. I have a vested interest in the success of whatever comes out of this because I'm a beneficiary or recipient of the services that we receive in the community from any number of city government services as well as the police department itself. That being said, I'm also a community member. And 15 years ago, I couldn't have told you anything about how a police department operates or works. It was a mystery to me. I had, my goal was to not get pulled over and not engage in any other way. And otherwise, um, not have a real sense of what that work looked like. Um, over the last 20 years, I, um, when I moved to Lawrence, I was hired by the KU Public Management Center in 2003 to provide consulting and training services through the KU Public Management Center. And over that time, I have worked with more than 25,000 public sector employees. I've worked with city managers all over the state of Kansas. I've served in, um, and worked with um, leaders and public sector employees in all 105 counties in Kansas. And during that time, I was paid a salary by the university to provide training and facilitation services that generated value for public sector entities. And when I initially started the work, we would have police commanders, police chiefs, sheriffs, and some of our management training courses. And over those years, as my training portfolio grew, I became more and more involved in providing facilitation and training services for law enforcement departments. And so over that time, it's given me a unique perspective on a number of departments throughout the state of Kansas and in various parts of the country and ramp up training services. So as someone who provides facilitation instructional design training, I'm interested in not only how do you create great processes that produce great results, but also how do you identify professional training services that ensure that the public receives quality, competent service from any number of public sector entities. And so I'm also very actively involved in training and development and facilitating among subject matter experts in law enforcement to provide high quality law enforcement services. So the three of us as facilitators each bring different experiences, expertise. Two of my colleagues are based in Kansas City, one of whom is a KU grad who's lived um, in Lawrence. Um, and the three of us have been interviewing the work group members up to this point. One of the things I know as a facilitator is that we each bring our own expertise, we each bring our own personal experience and, exp and, uh, and um, perspectives. And so 
I actively seek out co-facilitators on projects because they also bring different strengths and perspectives. And so we try to leverage that in the work that we do. Um, I'd also just point out that when the CPRB and the City Commission identified the um, need for a work group, they also identified the need to be very intentional about engaging a majority community members to serve on the work group. So that's thus you have twice as many community members as police officers on the work group. There's also a concerted effort and an intentionality in the charter for this um, work group and in the approach that we used to make sure that marginalized and traditionally underrepresented populations within the community are actively represented in the work of the work group, in the perspectives, and in the, um, the feedback that is gathered throughout that process. And so that is a very active part of the discussion in the interviews that we've had in terms of identifying stakeholders, as well as in the um, uh, design of the engagement itself. So um, that is gives you some context for the work. Um, I think that we have any number of data points to suggest that from the city's perspective, CPRB's perspective, the work group member's perspective, the police department's perspective, we need to find better ways to do the work that we're doing and that we need to be thoughtful, we need to be informed in that, we need to have the right resources, we need to be asking more of our community to weigh in on that, and we need to have a thoughtful and well-developed process in order to act upon that. And so that's the work that we're here to do. So um, at the first community police oversight work group meeting, at the first work group meeting, we'll do a formal presentation of, of what this work will be. So um, all of this will be available to the public. We will actively host all the, the working documents and work products through the, the city's website that um, represents the, the work group itself. Um, we are tentatively looking at Monday, January 30th from 6 to 8 p.m. as the first convening of the work group. Um, we are finalizing details. I'm uh, right now asking the city to send out some additional updates to the work group members themselves. We have already interviewed, as I mentioned, um, the, the members. We have two changes to the work group, and so those additional members, um, which is one additional police officer that has not been a part of the process, um, one, one we interviewed before is not on the work group, and so we're um, interviewing that individual's replacement. And then um, there's action, as I understand it, on this CPRB board. Um, of a decision that needs to be made about who the third representative of the CPRB will be in the work group process itself. So those two individuals will be interviewed sometime prior. We didn't want to convene the work group before we had the opportunity to interview everyone that would be serving in that group. And a huge part of any facilitated process is all of the 
pre-work that happens before you convene. If you just throw a group of folks into a room, it's not necessarily going to get you what you need. And so um, we're very much um, close to wrapping up that first phase of our work. And the more exciting work for everyone else and the more visible work is when we're in the room to tackle challenging questions, but in critically important work um, that, um, that we all have a vested interest in. So um, at that point, um, I'm happy to answer if you have any questions on this. And then I would just alert you all to um, the formal presentation that will come at the first work group meeting when we convene um, as a group. And this is board member Minor. I have a few questions, and after that, we'll open it up to the rest of the board members, and okay. then uh, to public comment. But my my few questions are: uh, uh, the first date is uh, scheduled for the 30th of January. Is that correct? Yes. That's and then after point. that, will those are, do we have some hard set dates for of the of the remaining or the other dates? Yes. Yeah, so we are. Um, actively seeking the um, availability okay. of all the work group members. Okay. So um, we're floating at the, the 30th. When we did our interviews, we asked specifically what days work best for you. Yeah. And generally, Mondays seem to be the best, but we need confirmation from each of the members for that. So they're getting an email. Um, uh, either it's going out either today or, or will go out tomorrow morning um, asking for clarification on that all dates of the work group meeting will be posted our preference is to schedule them all the way out through the end of our work so that everyone can plan their their meetings accordingly um, we're not going to change dates we're not going to do things at the last minute we this is important work it's difficult work and there is a sequence of it and so we need to have clarity on when those dates are so that people can can um, plan their schedules to be there accordingly, but also we can do all the work prior to each meeting to make sure that the work group members have in front of them what they need to have, and that we've had ample opportunity to summarize what's been developed up to that point. So, um, so once we have that, all those dates will be published um, for everyone to be made aware of. Are there any other questions uh, to the board members? Who? Stephanie has her hand. Uh, board member Littleton. You have to. Yeah, thank you. This is board member Littleton. Jonathan, thank you, first and foremost, for that presentation. I um, really do appreciate all of that. Um, I do have a series of questions. Um, I would like to ask, you had mentioned that there are um, two changes to the members. Can we possibly gain some clarification on that, Jonathan? Uh, yes, so the um, one, one change is that the um, the makeup of the, of the work group itself, there are eight community members, three of whom are community board um, CPRB representatives. And so I understand that you've had some, um, some recent resignations from this this Read board. Yes. And so one of the interview, one of the individuals we already interviewed has since resigned. And so I believe that you all are going to have a discussion about who the third member will be to serve um, officially on the board. 
So that's one. Uh, the other um, uh, change in terms of membership of the four police officers that are identified um, as, um, or the four uh, slots, if you will, among the 12 work group, two of them are members of the uh, Lawrence Police Officers Association. And there was an election and leadership change with that role. And so um, the individual um, voted in at the most recent election is serving on the work group as well. And so, um, so that, that will be our, our new addition to the work group. And who, can we get the name of it that will be? Um, I believe. It's Ian McCann. Uh, it's Officer Ian McCann. Taking the place, I'm sorry, for who? Casey Wiltz. Casey. Okay. Okay. All right, appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, Um, as you mentioned, Jonathan, yeah, we'll, we will discuss here probably for the end of the meeting. That's, I've got that kind of on my notes to talk about for replacement of one of our, our board members. Um, I wanted to ask, you had mentioned, Jonathan, also, um, it notes what you'd said. You, you listed out, and not to reiterate all of what um, kind of the main responsibilities of the group are because you went through those, but you mentioned one that I had not heard of, the need for support in general for the review board to instill trust in the community. I was part of the, um, the group that worked on the charter, and I don't believe that was part of it. I'm not against this per se. I'm just asking, is this an addition that was added? Yeah, no, thank you for, for asking that. Um, no, to be, the, to be precise and um, and when we do our formal presentation, that will be, be made more explicit. So I appreciate you asking that to clarify. Um, the three areas, one is the review of the complaint review process um, itself and the feedback related to that. Point of order, you two are not engaged. I'd like to know what's going on between the three of you. Please continue, Jonathan. The second is specific to the um, the role and structure of the CPRB itself, and the third is the um, proposed um, revised ordinance. Mm -hmm. And so my earlier comments related to community trust is more of, um, is the bedrock, if you will, for all of the work that we do. And so um, it's not an added, added element as much as it is a foundation for this work. Because ultimately, the work product from the work group will have a set of recommendations, but it's in the spirit of, have we created a process that the community can be confident in that if they have a complaint to bring forward, that that complaint is handled, that it's clear on how it's being handled, um, and that there is the, the um, representative communication, the feedback necessary. If there's adjustments that should be considered to that process, what are those? And that would, would come out of that. Similarly, the functioning of the CPRB and its role, does that also support and, and infuse a confidence in the public in the work that's being done here and ultimately 
to support the, um, the efforts of that, and so that's yet another foundation. And if not, where do we need to make recommendations accordingly? And the, um, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead, thank you. No, I, I appreciate, I didn't mean for you to have to, because to, obviously you're gonna go through that in the formal inter, introduction. I didn't really kind of think ahead on that. I just, when you had said that, I wasn't familiar with that. So, but I understand what you're saying and I appreciate this, absolutely, it's the foundation, so. Okay, thank you. Now, I, I do have additional questions. Oh, please continue, uh, Sorry. Littleton. Okay. Um, I just wanted to gain clarification, uh, Jonathan, when the members, when you had completed the interview process with the members for this work group. I'm sorry, can you ask that again? Yeah, I'm just wanting to understand or get kind of a clarification when you, when your consulting group completed interviews with the members of this work group. Yeah, so we can, we um, <coughs> commenced the interviews in October. Um, and then completed our last interview in November. There was some uncertainty as to the final um, community member in that process. And so we um, are, um, had sought to get clarification on is there an additional person that we would need to be interviewing um, at that point. And then it was um, right around that same time that we had a change in the um, LPOA representative. So um, that was something that we um, want to get resolved and, and hoping we'll have clarity on that tonight because we were very intent on not convening the work group itself if we didn't have everybody already identified. No, I appreciate that. That makes sense. So then we were upon holidays, you know. Um, so I really wanted to get clarification on that, Jonathan, since a number of community members and myself were wondering why that there was a delay. Um, but we were certainly getting quite a few, you know, questions asked by the community. And I think that's something good that the folks understand that there were additional challenges to getting through the interviews and such and then we had holidays yeah no thank you for that um you know i i hear two things from that one is i appreciate the the interest um one of the things that we were struck by doing the interviews is the commitment the the passion for serving on this um these folks are motivated they have a lot to bring they have a lot to share um we're the going to be the beneficiaries of their good work and so i hear that i also hear we didn't do a good job of communicating our process and where we're at and so that's a lesson learned and it's also i think a challenge in this work that as a work group we will engage around is what do we need to do better to communicate to the community to the public the work that is being done the work that we are doing um, to acknowledge when we haven't done that well and to make better um, for the public and for all the, all the stakeholders impacted by this work so um, so that's definitely a, a major takeaway from that as well yes you know absolutely um, it's, it, for some folks um, that are newer on this call um, to this to the CPRB, 
in itself. You know, this has been a long, long road to get to this point, um, Jonathan. And, and I, for most of all, have been here the longest. I'm extremely excited to get this moving, to bring the community folks to the table, to make this all, you know, you know, a centralized joint effort to bring everybody that needs to be there, the LPOA, the police department, the community, ourselves to the table and talk through these very important topics. So. Yeah, and, and I would also just share, I get the opportunity to work with a lot of different cities, a lot of different um, police departments. I've worked with a lot of different entities. And there are good practices that we do in this city that I see in other cities that support and enable the work of concerned community members to volunteer their time, to offer their perspective, to put themselves out there to make tough decisions and tackle challenging issues. And there are good, there are good practices, there are best things that we can do to enable that work and support that work. And then there are examples where we fall short. We haven't done well, it's not structured right, we're not giving it the right supports, people come in with mixed messages or differing perspectives on the work that needs to be done. Um, I think that part of the interest in this work here is not only are these difficult challenges broadly, um, anything related to police and community relations is a whole set of challenges that we can learn from this process and, and others and reflect on good work that's been done in this community prior in that area as well. Um, so not only are those challenges, but then also once we bring people together, what do we need to do to make sure that they can be effective in the roles that they're in? And when people commit themselves to something and either their work is muddled, it's less clear, it's not supported, it's at counter purposes, um, they're getting hearing it from every direction, it's that's discouraging, it's counterproductive, it's disrespectful of people's time and effort, and it makes it that much more difficult to increase community confidence in the work that we do and to support the good efforts of folks trying to do good work. And so one of my hopes, and as facilitators, um, our hopes for all of you is that we can help equip the work group and ultimately this board and the city broadly with some of the tools, the techniques, some of the professional practices that enable that kind of success. And as someone who does professional development and training for a living, any project that I touch, I like to incorporate some kind of professional development component to that so that anybody who experiences that walks away with something useful that not only makes their current work better and more effective, but they also have tools that will be of value to them in other endeavors as well. And so hopefully we're able to create the context for that, to emulate that, share some of our experience, and that we'll all be the beneficiaries of that accordingly. Thank you, absolutely. Um, I think I may have just one or two other questions, Jonathan. You give, just one, more, you give one more board member, Littleton. We want yeah, the other board to answer. <laughs> just 
I'm not sure if you have this worked out, Jonathan, but are, are we looking at two meetings per month? I think that's what we originally had discussed. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. Um, so when this was conceived, as I understand it, um, originally, the idea was um, two meetings per month, um, not, not weekly engagements. Because it's taken so long to get that initially launched and then the finalization of the work group members, um, we will have to look at that scheduling. Um, we have busy people. We want to be respectful of their time commitments and schedule it out accordingly. So that will be an, an active discussion and we'll, we'll take direction from the members in terms of what's realistic. Um, I believe when this was originally scoped out, it was through the end of, of March. Okay. And so um, we would not be able to go every other week if that were the case. That would potentially push it into April. But this is not a standing committee, so it will have an end. So we need to be clear about what our end is so we can work back accordingly to make sure we complete our work. And Stephanie, right. if, we need to, okay. if we need to extend it, we can. Um, that was just what was in the original agreement. So um, we just would have to modify the agreement to be able to go beyond March if we needed to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jonathan, we truly appreciate you being here tonight. Um, thanks for answering all my questions, and we look forward to working with you. Moving on, does um, Board Member Bickford or Turner have any questions? I think I don't have questions at this point, but I think we have some points of discussion. Okay. Uh, Board um, Member Turner? Yeah, I just wanted to clarify one thing, Jonathan. You said you would be emailing out tomorrow um, to the, the work group members for scheduling, correct? Uh, yes. So there will be, um, I have already written an email and just, um, Member Turner, I'll just give you the quick highlights. Uh, just some quick inf information about updates to the interviews and the follow-up. Um, the um, and recognition that were, there were some additional changes to the membership itself um, since we first completed the interviews. Um, I, I do also just want to say, um, as someone who does facilitation and is used to a room full of folks doing important work together, it was an absolute delight to in interview um, our members so far. After each, our facilitation team would debrief. We're looking at themes and insights that are coming from that. Um, we, want it, we want everybody together. And so um, I'm very excited to just finally make that happen. But um, that's been a, a fun part of the process. And as we reflect back to those who've been interviewed about themes that we heard what's really not working that people feel really strongly about, you're gonna hear about that. Um, where we're maybe doing some things right, you'll hear about that, and a whole lot of thoughts on what we need to do better. So um, you'll be hearing all of that, but I'm just eager to be able to engage with all of you around that conversation. Um, the next piece in the email is um, about January 30th, asking if that will work for folks and the options um, with some initial information about the um, agenda items as well. And then, um, then uh, just a comment about 
this was not originally part of our plan to talk with the CPRB before we had our first meeting. Okay. So that's why you're going to get a formal presentation as a work group. Mm -hmm. And for those of you in the review board, you'll be the beneficiaries of that after the fact. I was just asked to come in and give a, an update here. And, and, and so you'll get, the, you'll get the formal presentation at that point. And I just wanted to reference that um, in the email as well. So just to be clear, we're going to get notification in a few days. Is that correct? Yeah, you'll, you should be getting an email tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Um, I have a question. We have, uh, being such a small board right now and losing the members, um, would it be open to have two more on there if they choose to be? Uh, two more? Because uh, currently it's uh, board member Littleton and myself. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why. Okay. That, that, that. There's a whole process that goes into creating the work group and a whole series of discussions that I I'm, was brought in well after the fact, but I can surmise and also go back and I'm sure look at um, both CPRB um, discussions and city commission discussions of how this group was constructed, exactly how many role, um, mm -hmm. uh, positions would be on each. And so it was identified that there would be three and only three from the Community Police Review Board. Because, and I think part of the logic to that is that this is community heavy by design. Mm -hmm. And so when you start tweaking with that, then you begin to compromise some of the other things already. And when you're talking about community trust in process and things like that, people naturally question who's on the board, who has control, who's driving the agendas, who's you bringing in to facilitate this. Like all those are to be expected when you're trying to establish public trust and so the intentionality of how it's structured who's on there and how that process is facilitated as a distinct work group separate from this is all um, driven from that so um, I don't know if this is the opportunity to determine who else would take that third seat I know we had Tanya Salvini that uh, was in that third seat, but she's having some problems and I haven't reached out to her to get more information if she would be present for that. So I don't know from the board members uh, who would like to uh, assume that third position. Right. I don't know if you want to draw straws, flip coins. We had discussed last week that I would fill that role. Okay, so that would be uh, Board Member Bickford. Could you clarify what's, what's occurring right now? I'm sorry. What's occurring right now, uh, Board Member Turner, is determining who that third person uh, would be to replace uh, Board Member Salvini uh, for the uh, work group. And uh, Bickford, uh, board member Bickford had said that uh, there had been discussion or agreement that she would take that position. Is that correct, board member Bickford? We just discussed that last week, but if we need to make that an action item here. 
we, we talked about during agenda review that we were yeah. going to discuss it here. I don't know that we made a decision about you being the person. Yeah. So. Um, hey, Jonathan, I just have a clarification question. With, um, with the interviews, with everyone that you interviewed, was that part of the process or um, how did you go about determining uh, the selection for the work group for the CPRB? Yeah, thank you. Um, so that was part of the confusion for us as as interviewers back in uh, November when we completed our last interview is which were the official three um, representatives to the um, that would be serving on the work group. And so um, we interviewed member Turner at that time and our understanding at the time was that was coming to us not as a CPRB board member um, because I think that that had just occurred um, just after or just prior to that and so that was one of the issues that I raised is who will be the four I'm excuse me who will be the three if we now have four people for interviews and so um, that, that was one of the issues that we needed clarification on. So as I understand it, Member Turner, um, we've, we've interviewed um, Member Salvini, who, as I understand, has now um, resigned. We have also interviewed Member um, Littleton, and we've interviewed Member Minor. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I believe that the discussion would be, if I may, that the board needs to determine if who that third person is. And if you were to determine that it's member Turner, we've already interviewed her and we'd be good to go. If you determine that it's member Bickford, then we would just need to complete that interview and make uh, decisions accordingly. Um, irrespective, we appreciate the opportunity to meet Member Turner as she's new to the board and all of her input is extremely valuable to this process and, and um, a great asset to the board. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you interviewed uh, Board Member Turner before she was a board member. Um, I don't know when, what officially happened when. I just know we were given a name and number and had a great interview. I was interviewed, I'm sorry, with respect to uh, Mr. Minor, I was interviewed after already becoming a board member and being at the board meeting in October. Thank you. Okay. I think what happened was I notified Jonathan we had a new CPRB member. Okay. and. I think there may have been a misunderstanding that she was just new to the board, not new to the work group, and that's why the interview took place. Oh, okay. So um, when Jonathan called me to say, hey, I've got four CPRB people now, that's when we discovered that he had interviewed her thinking she was going to be on the work group. Instead, I was just notifying him we had a new board member. Okay, okay. and you went on it. Okay. Uh, so then if we... if. Board member Turner serves as a CPRB person. Do you need another general community member to serve? Yeah, thank you. That's that's a question I have because I'm not sure. There, yes, there is there is another. There's another open another space. Seat. Well, well I, I, 
I don't know the answer to that. We've, we've already circled back because an, an individual was identified um, earlier in the process and hadn't um, responded to um, earlier inquiries for an interview. So we didn't know if that meant we had a scheduling issue, if the individual is no longer interested, and if there would be a replacement for that position. So, but we wanted to honor that original uh, commitment, so we've that's been in holding. So this is Board Member Littleton. Jonathan, if, if I understand it right, we have eight, we should have eight community members, three from the board, five otherwise, yeah. and we only have four of those clarified, or ver that are interviewed anyway. So we still have one spot for that. If, so if I'm following you right, okay. So we really don't have the, the 12 total quite in place. Yeah. And I see some holdbacks with that because if we interview, um, we have an open space. We have a board member Turner that's already been interviewed for the position. Uh, one could sit in one position and one could sit in the other, or we all be group. No. I, I don't know, but no, that's a I no. I think that we need to recruit another community member at large. Okay. So you yeah. interviewed. I mean, for the sake of efficiency and moving this process forward, we need. It would behoove us maybe to go ahead and move forward with the three board members who have already been interviewed and then select one more community member at large okay that right um, is that what we need to do the, well yeah in terms of efficiency with this with this board that would be because then we would have already interviewed three members right. um, in terms of the additional community member that is our that's an active conversation that should be resolved here and I'm just waiting for direction on that so it's not that's not work that's the CPRBs at this point. That's, um, but the city's aware that we just need to get that resolved. And these are the kinds of things that are frustrating to us because we want to just get you, get everybody in the room and get to the work. It's also emblematic of when we create frustrations for the public who are well-intentioned that want to contribute and then we have challenges like this that, that frustrate that process. So, so it um, sounds like we have the three. It sounds like Littleton, myself, and Turner have been interviewed. Is that and this board member, Stephanie Littleton, if, if I may kind of just step in here for a second, I wanted to gain clarification. I don't know if this is from Casey Toomey or from the chief, but I do know, kind of stepping backward for a second, that Tanya Salvini in her resignation asked if she could possibly continue on with the work group. I don't know her status at this time, but I don't know if that's even a possibility based on her resignation. So can we get some clarification on that? Um, it, Stephanie, it's not a possibility for a CPRB rep. Um, it would be possible for her to be a community rep, um, but then you still have that dynamic Jonathan was describing with having a group that's heavily weighted in one direction. Um, the community member was appointed by one of our city commissioners, so right now what we're doing is working with that commissioner to see if we can identify a new appointment. And um, we only learned today that uh, the person was not going to be able to serve. So we are working on getting that person, um, working with the city commission to get, get that person replaced. And so we'll get that to Jonathan just as soon as we get that person identified. So in, in the grand scheme of things, we have the three, Turner, Littleton, and Minor. So we're covered there regarding the board. Do you have a problem with uh, being on this work group, uh, Board Member Turner? 
It's not that I have an issue. I think my, my broader concern is the diversity of the work group. I wouldn't have a problem if the other board member wanted to be on the work group. I just am concerned, Jonathan, about the, you know, you talked about it being weighted in one direction for the CPRB, but what about the representation of the community within the group? The diversity of it. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, you'll have, um, I believe you have access to the list of names already that's on the that's on the city website and so if you don't know each of the individuals we're happy to share whatever we can I'll just share from having met everyone um, it is an impressive group with a, a variety of backgrounds it is a racially diverse group it is an ethnically diverse group that in our interviews people have as I mentioned earlier very much understood and embraced and championed, if you will, the charter expectation that um, that diversity of our community, with a particular emphasis on those underrepresented or marginalized and disproportionately impacted by the law enforcement or criminal justice system, are represented through the uh, representation of the community members. And so that is um, very much honored, I think, in the selections that the CPRB, the, the um, city commissioners have made in who they've put forward to serve um, on the board. So um, I know that that's important to the credibility of the work and to meet the expectations of the charter. So that's something that we've been tracking and just making observations of as well. And um, those kinds of decisions are part of your selection process. The reality of it isn't realized until you're all in the room and you kind of understand who's there and where the, what perspectives are coming from. So, so here's another look at another way that I look. I see it. We have uh, unless board member Turner is kind of hesitant to be on the uh, work group uh, and we have board I, don't, I don't think that's what okay said. I'm just I'm okay, yeah, summarizing uh, what I'm hearing and then we have Bickford that hasn't been inter interviewed and then we have another individual that may be coming in through the city commission that has to be interviewed so I'm my, my question is will there you know is there gonna be any hold up to not meeting that January 30th date uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, see, that's I'm that's like, I'm right. So that's we, we got to expedite that process, okay. right? And you guys are working on that. The meeting is going to happen. Yeah, we got we got to okay. meet. I mean, this will not affect the meeting. Okay. The interview he's got to do with the officer. Um, that officer can be interviewed anytime. He was uh, Jonathan was hoping to get both of them done at the same time, like separately, but on the same day, because his consultants have to come in from Kansas City. So the idea was to get the community appointment made, um, schedule that interview the same day as the interview with um, the officer, and then if you guys decided to appoint uh, Jordan, then the interview with her could be scheduled that same day as well, so they could, from an efficiency standpoint, get it all done. But the uh, community appointment's not gonna hold up the first meeting. We'll get it done. Okay, that answers that. Uh, this, this board member, Littleton, sorry, James. I, I just wanna step back to the, the point that was made about being heavily weighted. I'm not sure if I'm following why that matters that we not have all four of us, because we're all community members going back to the fact that we are community members. Um, Ms. Turner especially is brand new on this board, so not like she's had a lot of time at 
diverse, if you would call that, to be on the CPRB, to be one of the representatives. I'm not sure why, we, you know, unless there's further clarification to be had here, why at this point, why we would need to go seek somebody else outside, once again, with community members. There's four of us. So I guess I would ask to help clarify that. I'm not sure what we're heavily weighted on. If we can't, why we could not have the four of us. I think the question here, Stephanie, is Commissioner Littlejohn appointed somebody, and we need to work with him to identify a replacement for his appointment. Okay. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know that it would be appropriate for us or this board to say this is the person who it's going to be. And then, if you remember when we were, did the 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 board approved this work plan and the work group, there were only going to be three CPRB members. So, you know, we would be kind of changing the rules in the middle of the game. Okay. I understand what you're saying, Chief. I do have some differences about how that played out. I think I brought those to your attention. I was, my understanding was that we were not going to have more than three board members, so we would not have a quorum, and then we would have um, not open rep. No, the meetings would not be open. That since it's an open meeting, it doesn't. It should not matter how many board members we have on it. It's really more about back to how many in totality that we we're just going to land for this work group. So, <clears throat> so I'm not sure where to end that, but. Um, but it being said, it being an open meeting, mm -hmm. and it's going to yeah, it's going to be an open meeting. So that's where we land and with and having only three. That's not so what it it, it wouldn't be like someone is excluded. Like, for example, myself, if I'm not on that board, but I, I would be able to listen in and I would be able to provide viewpoint. Because I'm also thinking on the aspect of experience and gaining experience in regards to the board and new members coming on and other things like that. So with an open meeting, uh, someone is not being left out on this board or in the community on the activities going forward in regards to the work group. Would that be fair to say? because they're listening in and participate is that that's fair um this yeah. board member and i do i do think one other thought just came to mind because we did agree to have other board members as backup i do think it maybe not to put more work on jonathan but i think it's probably in the best interest to have jordan interviewed because <clears throat> we may likely have to have a backup um and that's probably in the Best thing to do. I, I, and that's a good point, and I agree with that uh, because you just never know uh, what happens in the future. Example is uh, Board Member Salvini or uh, Miche or uh, anyone. So, if it's possible, could it be possible to have uh, Board Member Bickford interviewed as well and and, and be as a backup? So, uh, let me just draw a distinction between getting input from people. Um, them observing through a, a public meeting that anyone can as opposed to serving in an official role okay um, so that's that's the, the the clear delineation of who's an official member mm -hmm. needs to be preserved throughout because you create other problems um, for yourself um, this work needs to be informed. The work group needs the information they need to make good decisions and be informed. People who serve on this board have experience with what works, a lot of experience with what's not working, and that input needs to be 
um, a part of that discussion. And so there's other ways to do that other than formally serving um, on the board itself. And part of the role that we have as facilitators too is to engage with the 12 members of the work group on what kinds of processes do we need to create to get that kind of input that we need. And so, um, so that's, that's part and parcel. We just need clarity, we need emails, and we need to sit down and interview the rest of the folks mm -hmm. so that we can convene this group. <laughs> so I, um, so um, I don't know if we need to put it to a motion or anything like that, but uh, does any one of the bo any of the board members have a problem? And I'm going to point out uh, board member Turner of her being on the replacing board member Salvini. Does, before we, this board member, before we go to that point, James, I just want to clarify to Jonathan and the chief. My concern is I know I have quite a bit of vacation in February, and I know you as well, James, are going to be gone some. So, how best do we manage that, Jonathan, if one of us is not present for a meeting or, or possibly two? So, uh, yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, so we, in in the email uh, that um, that you'll get, I've I've asked if you can communicate any major scheduling challenges that you have, um, and um, we will likely need to do a doodle pull or something with a, with a number of potential dates. Um, I will say this, um, Member Littleton. This is a time-limited project. As I mentioned before, it has a beginning and an end. So we want people present and engaged. Folks are busy. There are other realities in life, and we need to be able to work with that. And so we will work with that. Where it becomes a problem if somebody's going to miss two meetings or three meetings, then suddenly we're not getting their input all that they bring, all the criticisms, the critiques they have of the process don't get figured in to the discussion and then that's just a loss and a wasted opportunity, missed opportunity. So if um, I would just ask you and for everyone to give us what kind of um, schedule conflicts you uh, anticipate in um, over the next few months and that we will do our best to schedule accordingly. Um, we did note that Monday evening seemed to be the best for the majority of the group, um, but in my email I'm asking to reflect back and, and react to that and tell us if, if their schedules have changed otherwise and if we need to maybe schedule a series of Mondays and then a few of them are Tuesdays or whatever the case may be. We'll do that, we just need to make sure that it works and it's scheduled out and everyone can plan accordingly. Uh, not to uh, push the discussion too much longer because I know we run, we have other issues to d tackle, but I do agree with the fact of having a backup board member and interviewing. I mean, I don't, I, from my line of experience, I cannot see how it's going to hurt. I do not see, because uh, I'm not going to talk about my personal experience uh, with situations, but I recently came into one where it couldn't, it could make me miss a Monday or two. And uh, I'm not going to say uh, 
board member Bickford and I, I think on the same page on those things, but it would be nice to, I, I trust her judgment, I hope she trusts mine, uh, that she could step in and represent the board without uh, the board itself, uh, without the work group being impeded by that. And, you know, having an alternative, having an alternate member sitting in there would be great. In my opinion, that's, I mean, no, we don't need to go further than that. Right now, it seems like we have Turner, Minor, and Littleton. And then the question is uh, the uh, candidate for, uh, from con uh, Commissioner Littlejohn. And, uh, correct. So, to move this forward, we, we have our three board members who have all been interviewed. Mm -hmm. We need a, an additional community member that you're working on, right. and you're going to send out a doodle poll for scheduling. And if it becomes apparent that one of our CPRB members will not be available for the duration, then we can come back to the idea of swapping yeah. somebody out. But for now, I think we're set on what we need to do to move forward. I agree. Thank you. So moving forward. Stephanie, uh, board, oh, member Stephanie board member Littleton has a comment. Board member Littleton. Sorry, this is board member Littleton. Um, I just asked Jordan, are you, do you, would you prefer to throw your hat, name in the hat? Because you know, I don't have a con, you know, concern either one of you to be on there. I mean, I'd like to have all of us on there, but I want you to have a fair shot if you would wish to put your name in there. I, I trust each of you to participate in this process and to bring your perspectives. Um, I also trust that if I had input on that process and I could have a discussion with you. And so I, I think for the sake of efficiency and moving this process forward and not making the community wait any longer, we have three interviews done with people who are ready to serve in this role. So it would be my preference that we move forward at this point. So uh, this is Chair, board, board Member Minor. It sounds like we have our three, but Board Member Littleton, you have another comment. Is that correct? I just, I just want to kind of wrap up, and I'm sorry, Jonathan, this has been so long. I didn't mean for it to be. Um, I just want to kind of instill one thought. Um, kind of ultimately, once we come through this work group and we're, the work is completed, um, just food for thought thought for our board that the working group is meant to provide recommendations to us, as Jonathan has mentioned. Um, we ultimately will be responsible for taking that information and making a final analysis that we will draft up regarding our ordinance that we have been working on for so long and taking it to the city commission. So it's our ultimate decision from those recommendations. So just keep that in mind that that is our, ours to do. Thank you. Okay, uh, so let's move on. Uh, policy committee. Any updates from the policy committee? Ms. Bickford, board member Bickford. We do not have any updates. We were not able to coordinate a schedule, and we've also lost Tonya on yes. our subgroup. Mm -hmm. um, so I know. Board Member Turner had expressed some interest in serving in one of the subgroups, and I'm not sure if we've determined that, but we don't have an update from the last month. So our current standing on committees is, uh, Board Member Littleton, are you on a committee? Yes, I'm on the um, policy committee. You're on the policy committee. So that's two on one side. Board Member Turner, are you interested in joining me on the engagement committee? 
Okay. So we 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 got it. So we've got you and Emily on uh, community engagement, and then Jordan and Stephanie will be policy. Correct. Okay. Oh uh, man, that went smooth as silk. Uh, so this board member Wilson. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with all that. <clears throat> I was just going to add at this point on the agenda on this very topic that unless something comes up in the interim, we might want to consider, I mean, we can meet and talk about it, but we may want to consider putting some of the committee work on hold as we are starting this work group. That is and we're trying to get back up to speed with seven members on this board because we have so many limitations. Doesn't mean we can't do it, um, but I'm just throwing out some thoughts on that. I, and I agree with you because this board member minor, I agree with you because right now that work group is the main folk is one of the main focuses though. But you know, and if if things are kind of pushed aside or we within the policy subcommittees because of the work group, that I, I would think that that's fair. You know, that we can still go forward because we're we've got a lot of city money here. We've got a lot of interest. Let's 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 put focus on the work group. Um, with that said, I'll open it to public comment. Uh, Mr. Watts, he had his hand up first, Mr. Ravi. Mr. Watts, do you have a, uh, want to make a remark in regards to the uh, public comment? I do. Um, several, in fact. My video is not working. The, uh, it, where to start? <laughs> there are five police people on this work group when you count Rich. Four and one, five. That's an exigent squad of soldiers going to take over five unrelated individuals who don't know each other from Shinola and have no sense of organization, in addition to three board members. So this is a top-heavy group, and this guy is off his rocker. You guys did not request this group. It was requested by the CityGate consultant group to spread some more change around with the university community types. It's incredible that you can paint this as something, as a positive move. This is so that the police can further, hey man, they have already neutered you, and now they're going to continue to neuter you further if you don't stop it. Again, I'm being very serious that this is a group of five professional police people who are going to organize and do everything they can to say what, when, and if. We don't need to sit around and have a kumbaya moment about this stuff because the police will always do what they're directed but they have to be directed and they will cry like a bunch of babies just like they did when remember our town cyber lynched the first black police chief and ran his ass out of town mm -hmm, that's what happened and so no this is a group that CityGate brought together. You guys didn't request this. In fact, you crafted an ordinance where you actually expanded your police powers or your policing of the police powers. And as you all hopefully remember, I am fully out there. I want a community police review board that regulates the police, sets the policy, reviews all complaints, and tells them what to do, when to do, if to do. As soon as the community controls the police department, It'll be better. Now you talk about diversity. The police impact on poor people. Doesn't matter if they're black or white. Poor people. How many poor people are on this think tank? 
we are never represented. Or you get a bunch of ambi-pambies who can be told what to do, when to do, if to do. So it'll be curious to see what happens in these, quote, public group meetings. This thing has been delayed so that it can further anesthetize the public to what's going on. So yeah, I hope there... Lawrence Accountability has some more cogent remarks. These, ex these extemporaneous talks are bogus. Thank you. Mr. Ravi. Cogent remarks. Everything Stephen Watts said was true. And when Stephanie Littleton and the chief disagree, he's going to tell her that it's a difference in perception. Because this right here is a difference in perception. That's a difference in perception. Some of us perceive that as police violence and police overreach and police abuse. He keeps moving the camera so the public can't see it. That's nice. You got everybody in the bag, Rich. And everything he said about the police taking over, it's all true because it's a difference of perception. If you don't like it, it's just a difference of perception and they do whatever the hell they want. Just like in that packet that I gave you that Rich said that I wasn't allowed to give you. <laughs> Can you believe that? He's taken over this board enough to tell you that I'm not allowed to give you something without giving it to him. This is exactly what we're talking about, guys. Exactly what we're talking about. He has no control over this board, and, and, and as long as he does, it's not an effective board. And I would also like to know why we can't have the timer over here running so that I can see how long I have instead of having this jackass interrupt me. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about, there is in your packet the bias complaint that I submitted last month at the city commission meeting that was sent to Richie Boy and all the commissioners that was about the homeless man getting the only jaywalking ticket in this town. What Stephen Watts said was right, it's socioeconomic, more than it is race. I'm not gonna say that there's not race because I've seen that as well, but your socioeconomic bullshit in this town because they get people that can't fight back. They get people that they think can't fight back that'll go into court and take a fucking plea on bullshit charges that your guys ran. They get people that can't fight back. They get screwed by this system. Ron Terrace Washington sits in jail for seven years in pretrial confinement. What the fuck? But your department did this. And it's got years of history behind it. Officers decertified, kicked off of the police in the nation, but they were allowed to resign and covered up for by this police department. Bradley Williams is a perfect example of that. They criminalized the people that came out speaking against that guy. They criminalized us. And now you have me as a result. And just so you know... Um, 30 seconds. Jonathan, Jonathan needs to know that when the chief first came to town, I sent messages to him and so did Stephen Watts. I remember we exchanged some emails about this and asked for a meeting and everything was all nice and hunky-dory. But when he showed up to that meeting at the library, he absolutely refused to meet with me if I didn't turn off my camera. That's how we treat transparency in this town. And then when I turned off my camera, he tells me, I can see your pain. And then less than a month later, exonerates a complaint Robert. saying that he assumed I knew something that I didn't. Moving on to... Uh, so we've got another public comment. Is there another? Okay. Hi. Thank you, sir. My name is Kevin Henderson. I'm the chairman of the LPOA. I'm just seeking clarification on, are you guys trying to have an alternate? Because we kind of went back and forth. Is there, are you planning on having an alternate? 
or not? I think the plan at this point is to move forward with the three that we've discussed here. And then after the doodle poll, if, it, if there's some availability issues, we can reassess. Okay, because if, if you guys are gonna have an alternate, the individual that was lost the election for us, I'd ask that she's allowed to be back involved as well. Wait a minute, for that's the LPOA. Hey, Mr. Mr. Ravi. I just wanted clarification. So if we're gonna add, if you guys are gonna add an alternate, I'd like to be able to add an alternate for the LPOA. You would request parity. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I think that we've kind of kiboshed that idea. Okay. I just wanted to be yeah. clear. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. That's police coverage. Moving, uh, moving on to uh, a monthly complaint report. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You guys have your monthly complaint report there. I do want to point out that you do have a revised version of the October complaint uh, report. Trying to talk. And. Um, Uh, you have a revised version of the October complaint report. Um, after our meeting that month, um, it was uh, brought up that not everything was included. And so we've gone back and uh, added some additional details um, that include, uh, we reported that the complaint involved excessive uh, use of force, false report tampering with evidence. Um, there was also a standards of conduct and an improper conduct uh, complaint that was not included in the report. So it's in the revised report now, and I wanted to point that out to you. Um, and then uh, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer those. And one of the things that I asked the, the chief to add in there is a description of uh, the details like exonerated and sustained to the report. And that will go forward with every report. They will have that listing. Why I ask that is because individuals that's listening in this meeting or looking at the complaint report may have a question on what is what is the police or whoever dis determines or defines sustained or exonerated it may sound like something very simple but it is better to have it there and then it removes the uh, interpretation issues there as, as we go forward so going forward that that will help with the complaint under complaint report understanding yeah we've included the definition of all the classifications yes. so you'll know what those are okay uh, public comment mr. Ravi yeah I'd like to know why we just accept that here's the complaint report if you have any questions ask why can't he read them out why can't he read out for the public what those complaints were and the exonerations because all of them are exonerated again including the one out in North Lawrence that I have a video of where I asked Eggety his damn name. That's all he had to do was tell me his name. And the only reason I wanted his name was because I wanted to know more about the mental health unit. He had a mental health unit shirt on. I wanted to know who he was. That's it. But they exonerated that just like they exonerated this. And that report that they had to update is this. Because I called your chief a liar because he tried to bring in bullshit reports. And what he's actually done here is he doesn't respond to complaints properly. Because that bias complaint that I said just a minute ago, I haven't even received anything about it, acknowledgement that it's been received or anything. He's got a complaint in there about Eggety. The, the, it's the last one, I think. But this one specifically is number 39. I remember that very clearly. But the one about Eggety is the last one that's where the re officer responded to the accident. 
and refused to identify and they exonerated him. You can watch the video on my page and you can see what happened. It was disrespectful at best. He didn't need to prolong that bullshit like that. But in any case, you guys now have the report that it's been exonerated and I have yet to have any contact about that report. I have yet to receive the exoneration. Just like I still have yet to receive the exonerations from August 29th of 2021. I've never once received those. And this chief seems to think, remember, remember when we had that talk about anonymity and being able to submit things to you anonymously? We can't do that because the chief demands to have a copy, right? Last thing before I finish up, I'm gonna jump back to when uh, Jonathan was up here speaking because this happened in an open public meeting and I wanna make sure the other board members are aware. Your liaison over here thought it was important enough during that man's presentation to come up here and start whispering to your board leader who in turn started having a discussion with Ms. Bickford. Now because that happened in an open meeting, the citizens demand to know what that was about. It happened in an open meeting, people. It happened in a coma authorized and governed open meeting. What was that about? See, difference in perception, right? Difference in perceptions. Is that what that was? What was that about? It happened in an open public meeting. Why does our liaison find the need to walk up to the dais and get in the middle of the dais during somebody's presentation? Because he runs your asses. That's why. Because he runs the shit here, doesn't he? Time. I'd be happy to address that. I, I don't... Um, I don't know how appropriate it is to have side comments or not, but it was just we were discussing that we did need to get to the discussion of who we were appointing. Yes. Was the whole context. And it was just the two of us. Um, it was just the two of us. Just that we needed you. to I bring appreciate that you disclosing yes. that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I Absolutely. would just ask that that kind of stuff creates a trust issue for us in the public. Mm -hmm. Understood. Yeah. Thank you. And believe me, Mr. Ravi, if we had something that we felt that was re really, you know, without trying not to impede the meeting or slow things down, we would have shared that with, the, with, the, with all, the, all the parties involved. Moving on to Mr. Watts, uh, see you have your hand up. Yes, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about policy issues. And, you know, well, for the longest period of time, I have struggled with, I have promoted the idea of policy and procedure manual, which eventually came. Of course, it was a shot in the foot for me because it's controlled by the police. Anyway, just to show you some of the fun and games that can play in reviewing some of the, in reviewing one of the complaints, one had to do with a guy saying, ah, they didn't get his name, rank, and serial number. And Rich's cited contact policy 924.7 in our manual, which says, you know, they need to identify themselves, but it does not say when. So, if they identify themselves two weeks later, ostensibly, this police uh, complaint review process, not the review board, the internal complaint review process can say, yeah, you know, they gave the name and they're telling the truth, but they don't add the last part. It was two weeks after it was requested. So, there we have it. Once again, another example of we need to direct the police. This is what you do when this happens. One, two, three, four. You shall. One, two, three, four. Not 
when you get around to it. I hope that you can see these distinctions. They are important in terms of controlling the police department. It is an administration. Why are you guys bending over backwards for parity for the police making $130,000 a year? How about parity for the sanitation workers? How about parity for the clerks? How about parity for the MSO people? How about parity for the homeless outreach people? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for the time. Thank you, sir. Moving on to, uh, I'm going to try to speed things up so that we can get out board of here. Board Member Littleton time. has a comment. Oh, boy. Okay. I, I All right. This is Board Member Littleton. I do want to ask um, the chief regarding the November complaints if we can get an update of, since these, this was put together, if the ones that are on there in November, chief, if they are still in process. Um, let me look at that. It should say on there if they are still in process. Yeah, you have to read it. Um, say he don't want to discuss it. Fuck you, chief. <laughs> it does say that. I just wanted to clarify if they are actually still in process, chief. Yeah, if that's what the report says. That's that's what it is. I, I'm having problems pulling it up on my phone. Okay. All right. Thank you. Do you have any more questions, Board Member Littleton? Sounds like we're good there. Uh, next topic is discussion about frequency of meetings. I had brought up this topic. Can we just pause for a second? Because we're not allowing, like you're not asking the board members if there's any comment on these topics and we are receiving this complaint report. Only the bias or racially, what racial or bias based complaints are under the purview of this board currently. I think that that's something that's going to be discussed in the work group, what the scope yes. of this board is. Um, but the complaints that Mr. Robbie was addressing are excessive force, and that is outside the scope of this board. That's so noted. Uh, um, and if board member Turner has any comments, I'd like to at least well, she didn't. give the opportunity for her to speak. Well, before she, we move on. She didn't have her hand up. But Board Member Turner, Board Member Bickford, do you have any more questions? Um, thank you for um, bringing that up. Um, I'll make sure I raise my hand or put my hand up when these complaints process comes up. Um, I was curious about um, PC 22129, um, the bias complaint that was in there that's still in process. It was kind of unclear. Um, said the third party actually made that complaint not the person themselves so i thought that was something i didn't you know given our duties um on the board to kind of look you know question and inquire about that's the first bias complaint um i've seen so far so if anyone else noticed it or if there's anything you know further looks like some um, individual was cited and the third party witnessed it and it's still in process and it's a biased complaint this is board member Lulta. i do think um turner is asking for clarification on that if we can gain that regarding what's stated underneath there for pc 22-129 what clarification are you looking for uh, she's asking regarding it states a third party alleged bias in the manner the citation was issued and, and she's saying it appears this is 
complaint made by a third party that mm-hmm. it's still in process. So, I mean, it seems like when it comes down to, as a board, what our duties are, obviously we are specifically delegated to look into the bias and harassment and discrimination complaints, but there's one on these complaints and it's like, we're all looking like birds here. So, you know? uh, Dr. Turner, if I may. You know? If I may, so you're under by the ordinance the way it's written now, um, you would only become involved in this complaint after it's been resolved. And if the person who made the complaint wishes to appeal it, the ruling to this board. So um, we, what we do is we receive the complaint. This was a thirty third party complaint. Uh, the third party did not witness the incident. Um, it was reported to us. We are now working through trying to identify the person who uh, actually received the violation. And then once we get them, we'll take a statement from them and uh, and then make a determination about whether it was bias-based or not. So obviously the only person that knows whether it's bias-based would be the person who was actually there. So uh, right. while, while the third party um, filed it as a bias-based complaint, that third party didn't provide any facts that would uh, make it a bias-based complaint. So that's why we have to do the work. Um, and then if it is determined that it was bias-based, but it was for whatever reason one of the classifications, um, then if the person who was involved in the incident was unhappy with the outcome of our investigation, that's when they could ask the CPRB to look at it and then either confirm our ruling or make a different ruling. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So as of right now, then it's just being lifted as bias. The person's not found, and we're just kind of reviewing these complaints to review them. So this, I started providing this to the board as a way to be more transparent with complaints that were in process. Um, this board had not. Um, they didn't see any complaints at all until the end of the year you got a complaint report with how many complaints we had. So now what I'm giving you each month is a summary of the complaints received. If there's been a disposition, the disposition, and then if they are still in process, then you can see they're in process and then we'll report when they're disposed of at a future uh, meeting in that report. So it's designed so that you all now can track the complaints. So now we're telling you there's a bias-based complaint when it was filed rather than you not even knowing that it was filed so that you can follow that through the process and that way we're we're providing you more information here um, to try and involve you as a partner in, in uh, looking at these complaints um, so that it's not just um, you never getting a complaint you they prior to my being here they had never received a complaint at all and I how far back does that go Stephanie it's what two or three years yeah, three and a half years to be exact. So yeah. now you all are getting to look at complaints every month, and you've all been invited, if you need further information, to go down and visit with our Office of Professional Accountability to get more detail about complaints if you see the need. And so that, and several members have done that. And, and again, if you have questions about them, we can't discuss them in an open public meeting because they're personnel matters, but you certainly can go down and, uh, and ask questions and see information so that you can understand the complaint. This is board member Littleton. I have to expound on what the chief just uh, stated about going to see since uh, Ms. Turner, you're new on the board. Um, myself and James Minor went in November and sat down with Sergeant Casey Cooper. I had asked to, to look further into two complaints that are on the October complaint log. Um, my, I, 
I thought we were going to be able to see into the actual file. I'm just stating it as is. I know we don't have those rights per our, our ordinance to, to see beyond anything like the chief just explained, Mr. Turner, that it has to be bias-based. They have to appeal the findings and then we could go into executive session. But anyway, we did meet with Sergeant Casey Cooper and he gave um, a, a very um, involved overview of both of those. Um, we could not see in the files, but what he did convey to us, I felt comfortable at that point with what um, we were told um, in confidentiality. I appreciate that time. I appreciate what he provided and he met with us after hours. Um, I would encourage any of us on this board, if we look at one of these and we have those concerns, that we do this um, with you know, the opportunity that, that's being allowed to us to at least go as far as we can to understand and, and be able to convey back to the community that they're, they're investigating these fairly and, and properly. And that's what it's really all about for the transparency. Um, I would ask, and, and I know we've gone a long time, I've asked a lot of questions tonight, um, uh, but I would ask the chief, um, and I guess if there is one and it's in, it's not a bias-based, uh, it doesn't fit what's in our ordinance, if we as a board wanted to see one in an executive session, is that a possibility? Um, I, I don't, it, it depends on what you're wanting to look at it for. We had the one that we looked at that was just to give you an example of what went into the process. Um, and so um, we could talk about something like that. But the, the problem is we aren't, the, the board's not set up to do these reviews of complaints that aren't bias based. And so there's a lot of issues to take into consideration when we start opening those up. And so um, we would have to have a further discussion about that with our city legal department to determine if that's something that would be appropriate because they're personnel files. And, and as far as um, that goes, you all are not a government entity that's affiliated with the city. You're a, an advisory board, so you don't have any more, as I understand it, any more access to personnel files than the average citizen would have. So we would have to check with them to see if we can do that and, uh, and um, make that happen. Sure, but I'm not saying no, I'm just saying we need to explore it from with city legal to make, see if it's possible. Right, but these reports that we're seeing are available to the public. Yeah, this report that you get is right. online. So, so that information. Generalized yeah. individual personnel information has been redacted right. from those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is board member Minor. Um, along the lines with uh, board member uh, Littleton, when we went there, we felt, I felt, uh, not 100%, but I felt very good about what uh, Major Cooper provided to us in information. And I really think that the board and, and, and the environment understands the process and the procedures that go into that because, you know, there is someone's life or things on the line. And then my question would be where, if this is a possible bias-based issue, when can it be brought to the board or something like that? So we, not so much brought to the board to explain, but to understand here's a point, a stopping point or ending point, and we could learn a little bit more from that incident to help us better understand that. So I think going forward, that would be the challenge that the sport would have is how to educate ourselves and train ourselves better to understand, okay, it's went through the process, it is now close to being closed or closed, and what can we look at which is within legal reins, if that makes sense. 
and I think some of that's going to come out with the work group. Once mm -hmm. once the work group works through all of these things, right now the ordinance permits you to be basically an appeal body for bias-based complaints, and that's it. So, um, if we if the ordinance changes, then obviously we would comply with the ordinance, and there would be other provisions in place for that. Are there any other questions of Board Member Bickford? I don't have any further comments. Oh, board Member Turner? Board. Sorry. board Member Littleton? I apologize. I completely lost okay. contact. I guess that was cutting me off. You said I was cutting you off? I wasn't. No, no, no. I think the, the, my computer said enough of you asking <laughs> questions. Um, <laughs> So, Mr. Watts, you have your hand up. You've already taken comment from me. Okay, that is correct. Uh, discussion, let's moving on to the next topic. Discussion about the frequency of meetings. I brought this up maybe going to quarterly meetings instead of every month. Uh, what does the board feel about going to a quarterly meeting? That would be like March. The next one would be in March. The next one would be in uh, June or July. And this is kind of like a, a good, op a fair opportunity at this point because we do have the work group that we're going to be consumed with uh, meetings there as well. So, you know, we could work within that time. So I'm opening this up to the board to see what they think about having uh, going to quarterly meetings. And just by way of background, the ordinance uh, requires you to meet at least quarterly. Yes. So that's that's the minimum, that's just so you're aware. <laughs> this is board member Littleton. Um, I would just like to jump in and, and uh, talk a minute on this. I know I've given a little bit of insight to James on this previously. I feel very opposed to moving to a quarterly. Um, I've worked very hard to get this to a monthly. doesn't mean it can't shift, um, but we did so because of the subcommittee work and, the, and so much that we have to do as a board. Um, granted, now we're back to four members with, with limitations. Um, the only thing I would feel comfortable about, and I would not take a motion to formally go to a quarterly, is to maybe if we start the work group, uh, if it does happen in January, that we maybe we take the month off and take it month by month and decide do we need to meet or not. So we leave ourselves the opportunity to be able to still meet if we so desire that we need to put something on the agenda. Board Member Turner or Bickford, do you have comment, questions, statement? Um, I second uh, Littleton. I, I think, you know, especially as a new board member, I think it's, it's very important to stay and remain meeting uh, monthly, especially given the types of clarity and reform and work that we needed to do. And I think we owe it to the community as well to be meeting monthly. Board Member Bickford. I support those statements. You support those statements. Yes. Okay, so we I don't think we need to put this up for a motion or a vote. We already nope. have uh, three say no. I would more like be the thumbs up, the, the odd person here because of uh, 
our current situation and the uh, provides us more opportunity to understand more of the processes and uh, the procedures and doing subcommittee work but since uh, it's three to one we will uh, not go to quarterly meetings uh, is there any um, Public comment. Uh, Board Member Littleton has another comment before we go to public comment. I didn't see your hand. Okay, I see. I didn't see your hand, Stephanie. You didn't raise it high enough. <laughs> I, I apologize. I wanted to make a statement on something other than this. So if you want to go to public comment, please go ahead. Oh, I do not see anybody here for public comment. So please proceed. Okay. Is um is Kevin Henderson still in the room? He is. Yeah. Okay, I meant to address a question to Kevin, if that's okay. Yes. Okay, so on the record, this is off uh, this board in Littleton. Um, I just want to ask Kevin, does he have, uh, does the LPOA have concerns if somebody cannot be present? Uh, our, our thinking of an alternate is not to have one more in addition to anybody else. It was really about making sure that we have at least the three present if one of us is out for vacation or sick or what have you. But I just wanted to gain clarification if, for the LPOA if they have any concerns if somebody cannot be there from their membership. Yeah, sure. I, I, think, uh, I think the issue is the way the ordinance is written you know, or way that I guess ordinance might be the wrong term. The way it was is LPOA will have two, police command staff will have two, and then there'll be the outside, the board, and then the uh, citizens. And I think if you start altering that, it all goes back to trust with this thing. If you start altering that in the middle of it, you're already, you're already behind the eight ball on it. So it's just an issue of when we had our election and uh, our board got moved a little bit, there was a question of, hey, can this person still stay on it? And I immediately was like, no, because it wasn't written that way. It was written that two LPOA members would be on there, so that's the way we're gonna adhere to the rules, um, the way it's written. Um, if I was unable to make it, um, Ian would be there, and I'd be uh, absolutely expect him to do what he needed to do uh, as a one-person LPOA representative. I don't expect I'll miss too many um, at all, um, that's only my issue is if, if we start altering things that are already set in stone then you you might as well just change everything and say why can't we have 50 people on there so that's my only issue is if there's rules set forth already we need to adhere to the rules yeah no I, I no this board member tonight that's fair enough Kevin I, I mean that makes sense um, I wasn't thinking of even more like that it was just making sure we had you know representatives there um, but you know, I think from what I really hear from Jonathan, once we start all getting the information rolled out to us, that he's going to try, try and get everybody the best date that's going to work for the most people. So, but I appreciate your explanation, Kevin. Yes, ma'am. I, I do have one additional, uh, James. I would like to, can we get clarification as to the police representatives that are going to be on the work group that will be in this the, so the police work group people will be myself and Deputy Chief Anthony Brixius. Um, okay. I, I'm not sure where they got that there were three members of the command staff because that's that's not the case. Okay. I didn't believe so, Chief, but I just wanted to get clarification since it seemed to be a concern. All right, thank you. 
And, um, this is board member Minor. Anthony Brixius, is he LPA? He is not. He's a deputy chief. Okay. The only members of LPOA are the police officers and detectives. Okay. Okay. So anyone sergeant above are not members of LPOA. Uh, any other questions before we move on, move on? Okay. So the next meeting is scheduled for February 9th, and I will not be here. So we will not have a quorum. So we will not have a meeting in February. Board, uh, member, board member Littleton. This board member Littleton, I would I would ask. Um, kind of looking forward to possibly March. A couple of things on the agenda I'd like to consider. Um, the chief's aware of this. James, I think you're you're too aware of this. I'm working. Um, starting to work with Myron, uh, Lieutenant Myron Grady, and hopefully we'll meet soon with uh, Officer Allison Haddad um, to help facilitate some collaboration with the new PFLAG chapter here in the city, uh, which I'm excited to, to have them uh, put this together. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to work at bringing all together to build a great partnership for the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, so I'd like if things work out and po probably would before March to get all of those parties together to be at our meeting on March for some exposure to the community to help with that engagement and bring them together as partners. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the second is, um, and I know um, the police department's brought this to the table a couple of times, but it's been quite a while, and James, you and I talked briefly about this, is getting some additional, or let's just say some some status update and maybe some insight on the IA Pro, IA Pro I don't know if I'm saying that right, the, the dashboard. Um, I know a long time ago we've been shown some of that, Chief. Um, I don't know where that stands today. Uh, just wanted some clarifications like, are all complaints being tracked? You know, when, you know, just some other questions that I have, but also now that we have this Turner who's new to this, um, and also when maybe that the board can see how this works, uh, if we could come in person. So a couple of thoughts on that one. Yeah, if you want to come and see how the system works in person, you just have to get with Major Cooper or Lieutenant Halstead. They're happy to show that to you. Okay, if we can get something on the maybe maybe for Mark. Yeah, that, that that's not a problem because little board member Littleton and I talked. I think about we lost it. Stephanie. I think we did. But uh, before she comes back on, board member Littleton and I talked about uh, whenever there is an example, software-wise or things like that, people. Myself, I like to just know what's here. I don't need to see any names. I don't need to see any details or anything. But just what does this system involve? And in general, just the process. Officer or somebody sits down and they say, here's some of the things or the key fields that uh, we use and enter into that process. It, it, it's standard in, um, in the private industry. And you know, I don't see it being out of line in the public industry. We just say, hey. This is what this is what this can do for us. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I think she exited out. Uh, the other thing is on March. I I I like to would have um, 
I plan on having an uh, update to my uh, thing with the complaint and examples, some more things there. So that's my goal is to have uh, some more steps in how to make the complaint process more accessible. Is that the online complaint yes, process? Yes, that is the okay. online process. And once again, it's only a recommendation. I, you know, I'm not going to try to program it or demand anything like that, but just gotcha. you know, accessibility there. Um, let's see. So we've covered this. So uh, are there any other questions, statements, Ms. Bickford, Ms. Turner, from anyone else in the audience, virtual? Going once, going twice, going three times. Okay, so I would like to make a motion to adjourn. I'll second that motion. Okay. Oh, geez, Stephanie stepped away. Uh, all in favor of uh, closing the meeting today for January 12th, raise your hand. Sounds like we're done. I guess Stephanie abstains. Yeah. <laughs>